Hello, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling with the latest episode of EW's Executive Insights Podcast. Today we'll be talking with Lisa Pope, President of Epicor, and Kathak Chidambaram, Founder and CEO of DC Cap, which builds, enhances, and manages e-commerce storefronts for electrical distributors. Lisa and Karthik took some time today to chat with us about some key challenges and opportunities they see for electrical distributors in the ERP and digital commerce arenas. My name is Lisa Pope. I'm the president of Epicor. I've been with the company, I'm in my seventh year, uh, really been focused on our go-to-market. So everything from sort of um, branding the uh, the customer, the demand, uh, landing that customer, all the way through expanding that relationship over time with the customer. Um, And it's really been a great journey. I've really uh, enjoyed the company and I'm really privileged to work with just some some great clients and also just a really strong uh, team across the board. Um, I've been in ERP for almost 30 years. So I have worked predominantly in manufacturing distribution and the retail side of the businesses at, at many of the large ERP companies. So a lot of background in sort of distributed systems, um, you know, starting work in the early days of client server, uh, seeing the evolution, of course, to complete cloud computing um, and sort of all, you know, back and forth. So it's been, um, it's really been a great industry. I think I've seen so many transformations over the past 30 years. Um, and I really think um, ERP systems are more valuable today than than even back in the, uh, in the days when they were first founded, uh, really as that digital platform for a company to to run and expand their businesses. I appreciate that. Thank you. Karthik, how about yourself? Let's, let's learn a little bit about your background in this business. Oh, thanks for having me, uh, Jim. Uh, great to be here. And uh, yeah. hi, Lisa. Good to be chatting again as well. But yeah, just to give you a little bit of background, I uh, grew up in India and then uh, came to the States uh, to do my uh, master's in computer engineering from Illinois Institute of Technology in Chicago. And just started DC Cap uh, as a student uh, way back in 2005. But we're really, really excited about what we do today because we simplify commerce for distributors with our integration platform. And uh, like Lisa said, uh, we have an amazing team uh, who we work with. And it's so much fun working with our team and not just our team. It's also a lot of fun working with uh, partners like Epicor. You get to meet uh, really, really interesting people, people who are much smarter than you. So that makes uh, life really interesting. So, yeah, that's just a little bit of background about uh, me and uh, DC Cap. Uh, great. Thank you, Karthik. You know, one, one uh, topic I'm particularly interested in, and I know it applies to you both a lot of background, this element of the uh, ERP system integration, uh, the, the electrical wholesaling industry or the distributors in it, uh, such a huge chunk of their business is through electrical contractors. And there's a wide range of contractor sophistication when you get into how they their their business systems. And they could be from the very largest contractors, millions and millions of dollars, some pretty small ones, you get mom and pop contractors. But I just want to kind of, kind of get a sense from your both of your perspective, you dealt with contractors, not only the uh, electrical business, but also across other areas. And does that does that provide any specific types of challenges or uh, for distributors? And maybe if you can offer some tips on working working through any uh, challenges as if, if a contractor wants to be more tightly integrated their, their business systems. Uh, Karthik, I'll start with you on this one. I know you had some, you have an interesting podcast posted with the folks from Sunrise Electric, and it was very, to me, to hear the various types of data formats that they have to, uh, that they're providing data that you have to integrate with. 
No, definitely, Jim. Uh, yeah, I mean, let me just share an example. I was recently in uh, Toronto. I was visiting a customer. I met with uh, Province uh, Electric. We were having lunch and it was such an interesting uh, conversation because pretty much everybody who buys from them are contractors and uh, they visit their different branches. And when they visit the different branches, sometimes they just come in to the store and they place an order. Sometimes they just have to make a call and place an order. Sometimes, hey, they, they Province Electric really wants them to get to a point where, hey, they can make an order on a mobile phone or on a website, but they're still not there yet. So they definitely have customers walking into the store to place orders or just calling them to place orders. And when you place these orders, let's say I'm a contractor, I walk into Province Electric and I place an order, then, Tomorrow I am working on another site and I need another uh, product. Then that data needs to be available in my customer history. This is the product I bought on so-and-so date. So this is the problem uh, Province Electric is uh, trying to solve. So one thing uh, we found very interesting is distributors are very smart, as we know, and they definitely understand what's happening in the industry. But the only thing is they have challenges implementing them. So they understand that, hey, this needs to be done, but then getting it across, the execution challenges are definitely there. But that's the problem we are solving there. Hey, it's not one or the other, it's everything together. And you need these systems to be talking to each other so you can provide a great experience for your customers. Please say that, Corey. I mean, as I mentioned, you've been dealing with all types of distribu- different verticals, distribution verticals, obviously in the manufacturing side as well. But what are some of the common challenges that you're finding uh, that distributors come to you to help solve when they're dealing with the contractor customer? Well, I think one of the things that's great about Epicor is our supply chain is very focused, right? So if you think about the the verticals we serve, we serve a lot of those contractors, right? So uh, whether they're retail based, uh, whether they're part of the building and contracting, you know, companies, independents, as well as obviously all the distribution channels, and then many of the manufacturers that our distributors are distributing product are also our customers. So that value chain that we have across that supply chain does help. It gives us sort of increased visibility to some of those challenges and issues. And I also think to your point, I mean, there's so much change and sort of merging of the businesses where we're seeing distributors um, get a little bit more into some retail aspects at their individual locations. They may also be doing some light manufacturing. So I think for the contractor specifically walking in, yeah, they want to know that they're going to be able to get, you know, the products they need, the service they need, that they're going to be um, represented well, their pricing Um, They don't want to be treated differently based on the fact that they're walking into a different location or a different site. Um, So I think having that common system and and really building that digital ecosystem is is really important. When you look at if you take it to step into the uh, the online storefront, as you're dealing with distributor when they're designing, maybe at this point, maybe uh, uh, renovating their or upgrading their system. What what are the what types of things might and I know it's all different for every company. What are some of the must have on that versus the nice to have. What are they coming? What kind of questions are they coming with you when they're looking for features of their online storefront on that that area? Yeah, I think that's a great question. The difference between showing up at a location and then going online is it the same experience? Right? Are they able to feel like they're still buying from the same company? Again, getting back to pricing, look and feel. Um, we're also seeing customers want more sophistication in their e-commerce. So not just the ability to sell a product, but potentially configure uh, some aspect of the product, right? And if you think about 
uh, someone that might be doing uh, distribution of, of a lot of different products. They could be in a situation where they're having a, a contractor come in with a consumer and they're looking at saying, hey, how am I going to put this bathroom together, right? What fixtures am I going to use? How would it look? Can I visualize it? Can I see it before we purchase it? Uh, some of those capabilities in terms of really being able to configure price quotes um, are we're seeing to be a lot more important as we work with sort of a variety of use cases. Carter, DC Cap, what kind of what are the when you're working with them on the integration when they're in the online storefront portion of the application? Uh, what's what are the must-haves versus nice-to-haves uh, that they're asking you about? No, definitely. Uh, when I when you talk about must-have, I would say the low-hanging fruit is the product data, because when a contractor or anybody who's shopping on your website, you want to make sure that they're able to find the information that they need. So even before you actually start working on a e-commerce website or you talk about integration and other things, I think it makes a lot of sense to make sure that you fix the product data. And this is where systems like PIM can product information management tools can really play a vital role and you get that integrated into your e-commerce. And also like Lisa talked about, hey, you know, are you providing the same consistent experience? Doesn't matter if you go to a store or if you walk into a store or if you just buy online, how can you provide a seamless, consistent experience? And a simple way to do that is make sure that the user interface of your website is very, very simple. It's easy to use, seamless, and also provide a great um, checkout experience. I put in all the orders and then I click, I go next. And let's say when I check out, if the experience is not seamless, then that is a problem. And also, I would say that it's always day zero for the distributor. So oftentimes, distributors think that, hey, I've invested so much on the website, and I've invested so much on integration, ERP, and all these things. But then, hey, I'm not really seeing traction on the website. I'm not really getting orders. Our reasoning to that is your work starts after you launch your website. That's day zero. So that's when you actually should start investing more. So it's not, it's never done. You know, it's always an ongoing process and you need to continue to keep investing in investment. I would say it's not just about financial dollars or financial investment. It's about time investment. Let's say, I'll just give you an example. Let's say a customer calls in asking a question for a product data. One thing the distributor could do is document that question and then add it to that product next week. So simple changes like this can add a lot of uh, value and also has a compounding effect. It's in a sense, that's almost a bit of like when some people talked about AI or consultative sell, you're learning from one customer and then you can apply it across a variety of different uh, applications as you're doing. You know? but one of the things that certainly, I guess, mega trends, it's, it's been going on for quite some time in uh, ERP systems, but certainly cloud computing and the fact that you can distribute or customer can update things all at one time. Um, how does that play into the uh, the customer interface with the systems? At least I know you. I mean, obviously, Epicor is a cloud-based solution has been going on for quite some time. But when you uh, when you look at it with the type of solution that they're providing, uh, that they, some people will call it omni uh, omni-channel, where it's a customer might be interfacing versus the uh, you know, might be a, a just a desktop-based system might be mobile, whatever. Are there any, does that provide you any additional um, resources when you're going cloud, when you're looking at how the stream is putting it together, a customer-faced computer system? I think for us, we one of the things we really feel strongly about is still giving our customers a choice. So we do still have distributors who 
make a decision to keep their systems on premise. And for us, it's the same code regardless. So if they want to be on premise, they can. If they want to be on the cloud, they can. Um, mm -hmm. Certainly for new customers that are selecting now, we're seeing almost 70% of those customers choose to, to run in the cloud wow. uh, for a variety of reasons. Definitely, mm -hmm. I think the simplicity, the user experience, right? It, for their users, they can access the system anywhere. Um, it, it just makes it a lot simpler for administration purposes, you know, the idea of the client and having to deal with everyone's individual PC. Now it doesn't matter if it's a desktop or a mobile device, that ability to access uh, the system is I think a big reason. Also, I think from just a customer perspective, you know, the system tends to stay updated because of the way the release is handled sort of more on an automatic basis. So many of the on-premise systems got so far behind because they just didn't keep them updated, right? It was a lot of work to get through an upgrade of a big ERP system. And so now those updates are happening more regularly, more easily. And as a result, we're able to uh, bring up new functionality much quicker. So before you'd see a customer three or four years back on a version, not being able to take advantage of all the new capabilities. And now we're able to roll out uh, that new capability, new feature function. Uh, for example, our business intelligence, uh, we made an acquisition of the Grow product, which really gives us a much stronger platform for data analytics, moving into sort of predictive analytics and, and really focusing on sort of that data supply chain. Uh, that's a great example of a product that we're very, it's very easy now to get that into the, the application so that our users can take advantage of it on a much quicker basis. So I think it's very good for both the users and the customers, because as I said, the value of the system stays current and you're really able to take advantage of all this great new technology that's out there. Garthur, how about from your perspective, how are you seeing cloud computing play in your, your part of the arena? Oh, it's great. I mean, um, what we are seeing is most of the customers, I would say at least about 90% of the customers we work with are already in the cloud or the Epico customers we are working with, uh, they are in the process of migrating to a cloud environment. I think on our perspective, it just makes it a lot, lot easier on us because we are able to communicate the problem better. And when it's on the cloud, like Lisa mentioned, hey, they're able to access the system from anywhere and it's not really dependent on one location. And there are a lot of opportunities you get with that. And also with APIs, which Epicode provides, it makes it a lot, lot simpler for us to integrate any system you need. You don't really have to be dependent on the old client server model. And if you're not on the cloud, it does make it a little difficult to integrate systems. If APIs are not available for some of the legacy systems, that definitely pose, uh, poses a challenge with respect to integration. And uh, to a great extent, uh, the distributors we talk to understand that. They understand that, hey, they are on an old legacy system. And in order for them to provide a better experience to their customers, they need to be moving to the cloud so they have access to the APIs. And with the APIs, they can use the DCCAP integrator and they're able to mm -hmm. make the different systems talk to each other. So yeah, so distributors are already aware of it. But then sometimes, you know, for various reasons, they are not able to make the switch immediately. But I would say that's the future and everything is headed that way. We talked a little bit earlier as an area of one of my areas of interest with the IDW industry data warehouse. Absolutely. Yeah. So what we see happening, not just in the electrical distribution market, but in other industries as well, is distributors are able to leverage what's already built, uh, let's say mm -hmm. by um, IDEA and other um, 
uh, platforms out there where they're able to get the data and they're able to integrate that data into their systems. But one thing which some of the smarter distributors do is they work on top of the data that is already provided by IDEA and other uh, systems out there. So essentially what I mean is I was, as I was referring to my example earlier, that you get all the information, IDEA does a great job in collecting the information from the manufacturers, it becomes a central data warehouse, and then they're able to distribute that data to different distributors. But what can be the differentiator for that distributor? So one thing that the distributor, the electrical distributor can do is, hey, can we have better product images? Hey, what can we do? What other information can we provide in addition to what the manufacturer is providing? So how can we have internal communities where we are able to leverage everything which a contractor asks as a question, how can we incorporate that into the product? So that, it just makes it a lot, lot easier for other contractors out there who are trying to buy from the distributor. So that's what uh, we are saying. So leveraging the product information management tool, it really works very, very well for the distributor if they use a PIM. If they are using a PIM product, essentially what happens is they're able to get the data from IDEA and multiple different sources, and they're able to harness the data better. They're able to work on the data better, and then they're able to send that to e-commerce websites or even to Amazon marketplaces and different systems out there. Lisa, how about from your perspective, do you see the idea of the centralized uh, data warehouse and the distribution-based verticals? Is that uh, common in some other areas? And what types of questions do, does, do Epic, does Epicor get uh, in making sure that they can communicate most effectively with the in the electrical with the IDW? Yeah, I think for us, probably the closest one, we've seen a lot of focus in automotive around sort of uh, part data, right? Cataloging mm -hmm. of parts, sourcing of those parts, reliability of those parts. There's a lot of different sources of that information and data uh, where people can now subscribe to it and sort of take advantage of that. Ultimately, you know, Epicor being involved in that whole supply chain from uh, literally manufacturer through distribution down to the aftermarket our focus is probably really trying to make sure that when you walk into your local auto parts store, they've got the right product for your car at the right time at the right price. And in order to do that, uh, there's just a whole lot of data and information behind that, whether it's weather patterns, uh, that's the make, the vehicle, mm -hmm. uh, the location you live in, right? But all getting back to sort of that uh, that product manufactured and, and reliability and wearability of that. So. I think for us, automotive would probably be um, uh, the closest, but obviously they're trying to solve, I think, a, a much larger problem just because of the diversity of that industry. So no, nowhere near as uh, as far along uh, as the electrical uh, distributors at this point. But yeah, absolutely. I think it's, uh, it's a great move. I think, as I said, the data ecosystem, I think for me, um, and just when we look at Epicor, we really view that as the future of sort of business systems. So um, your transaction systems, your digital uh, platform like your ERP is, is really important, but it's really connecting that into these digital ecosystems so that you can really share information, share data, and then use that uh, those analytics to, to make important decisions in running your business and serving your customers. So um, I think the electrical industry set the bar quite high and it's it's great to see. Looking down the road a bit, some of the new technology that might be coming down the pipe that maybe distributors, that from your perspective, they may be needing to maybe future-proof their industries to kind of get familiar with or 
I think one of the things that Epicor has been careful about doing, um, we do a lot of exploration around new technologies. You know, certainly AI is one of them. You mentioned machine learning early, but we are a company that tends to let the technology get pretty mature before we put that into our applications and business systems. And we also sort of always take the approach of doing those technology projects with a few of our strategic and key clients. Find that the use cases then become applicable. They're trying to solve a specific business problem. And I think a lot of software companies can get too enamored with the shiny new toy, right? That new technology that seems really cool and get very distracted on sort of solving ultimately what their customers need. One thing I always like to ask of, of our executives that are on there, if, if you had all your either existing customers or potential customers, and you got in a room for 20 minutes, have to be a pretty large room with Epicor to have them all in one place. But if you had them for 20 minutes, how would you uh, map out what they should be preparing their companies for your, where, you know, what Epicor may be offering, some things, some changes you see down the pike that they should be dealing with? What would you, what kind of guidance could you give them, you know, for the next, you know, three to five years time horizon? Yeah, I mean, I think we're we're really into some interesting times already, right? I think if we just look at the the change in the industry the past two years mm-hmm. that we've seen um, in terms of you know rapid um, you know movement to the cloud, um, mm-hmm. also consolidation of the businesses and industries. As I said, we see a lot of manufacturers and distributors doing similar type things. Uh, people acquiring pieces of their supply chain in order to make sure that they're protected a little bit better. And then clearly this sort of consumer-led focus, meaning that, you know, the more consumerized all of us are as we shop and as we do our day-to-day jobs and, and just live, the more the expectation is that that's available in your systems, right? So we don't really tolerate now the same type of systems that that we used to have because we're used to sort of the phone app and everything being simple and easy. So I think there's a a number of things over the next three years. First and foremost is absolutely simplifying and and ensuring that your customer experience and your employee experience is stellar. Um, And that involves systems for sure, but it also involves, you know, selecting that right partner that's gonna work with you through that process. The second thing is just being very aware of the, the change in your supply chain and sort of the dynamics that are happening in the industry and making sure you stay ahead of that, right? Whether it is consolidation, you know, people acquiring other companies, companies looking to acquire or grow more rapidly. I think having an eye open and being available and and really thinking through where's your industry headed um, and what do I need to do to ensure uh, that I stay, you know, relevant. And then I think the third area for all of us is going to be with all this rapid technology that we see coming out, you know, there's a new buzzword every day that, that you could sort of dive into and explore, really ensuring that, um, that you work closely to, to, to find the best use cases that are going to make really good business value. We see some of our larger clients, especially sort of rush out to purchase a lot of technologies that sort of end up in the closet, right? Because they're not, they're not sure how they're going to leverage it or understand it. And so I think that would be the other area of caution is just make sure you've got, you know, a solid business case and really a good use for uh, the problem you're trying to solve and, and not get too enamored with just that that new thing. Carter, how about you with a DC cap? What do you, you know, what do you see for the future of, of your customers? Can you have any uh, some some tips for them on what, what you're seeing down the road that you that you might be able to help them with or some challenges that they should uh, be prepare themselves for? No, definitely. Um, so distributors 
I think are at a strategic inflection point. Uh, Andy Grove in his book really talks about strategic inflection point where hey, when things are dramatically changing or a big change is happening in the industry. And mm-hmm. that's how I look at things right now, especially after 2020 or after COVID. Mm-hmm. Hey, distributors are at a strategic inflection point right now. And if they don't change, they are going to be left behind. But then, you know, there's also a lot of opportunity I really see because hey, this is an era of automation. If things can be done, let's say, for example, if it takes you one hour to do something and if the same thing can be done in 10 10 minutes or if it can be done in a minute, you're essentially saving an hour for your employee. And that is a lot of money. And if you're able to do that across hundreds of employees, then you get to save a lot. That's essentially what automation does for you. The reason why, I mean, as consumers, we love to shop from Amazon because, hey, when I buy a product, if I don't like it, it's easy to talk to customer service. And how is that an Amazon is able to provide that customer experience because the systems are talking to each other and they have made it in such a way that systems communicate to each other. And that's essentially the same thing distributors need to do. They need to shamelessly copy from the best. And that's if they start copying things and if they do little things where, hey, you know what, let's get this data and this data integrated. Uh, let's say a distributor gets about 50 orders a day and if there is a consumer or customer service rep. If they start manually keying in the 50 orders into the ERP, 50 orders flow in from e-commerce. I was talking to one of our distributors, not in the electrical distribution industry, Maintex, they're based in Los Angeles, California, and they're a Janssen distributor. They get lots and lots of orders on the website, but then they had a customer service rep manually keying in the orders. But then what we did is they used the DC cap integrator platform, and then we were able to automate that whole process. Then essentially that customer service personnel can be doing something else instead of manually keying in the orders. And it also, not just about the customer experience, it's also about the employee experience. The employee gets in, uh, opens the desktop or the laptop in the morning. It just makes it really, really easy. Hey, a customer calls, you empower not just your customer, you also empower your employees to provide a great experience. And that empowerment can happen only with seamless integration. And that's why we find every day very interesting for us. Sounds like speed and customer experience are two of the key things and employee experience when they're working with systems. And it makes a lot of, lot, lot of good sense for sure. Karthik, Lisa, I appreciate you speaking with us today. It was been enjoyed hearing your respect to my company. I hope we can have a chance to chat in the future and see how, how things are looking for, for our business. But uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You bet. Thank you for inviting us. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today for the latest Electrical Wholesaling Executive Insight Podcast. We have a number of other episodes planned for the next few months. I hope you'll give us a listen again real soon. Have a great day.